Hello and welcome into this week's episode of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, senior recruiting analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and that is not recruit or recruiting extraordinary. That is not digital content extraordinary. <laughs> um, Jansen Coburn, right there. That is football guy extraordinary. Steve Mark. Steve, how are you this week, man? I'm doing great, Greg. Uh, I can be your uh, recruiting extraordinaire if you want one. So you know, we can... <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want to jump in on that title, that that is fine. That is that is more than fine if you want to take that. I'll have to put that next to my bio on the website, Recruiting Extraordinaire <laughs> Steve Mark. I like the ring to it. There you go. Recruiting Extraordinaire and Football Guy Extraordinaire. I like that. It just rolls right off of the tongue. Yeah. Now we've got There's a lot happening right now with Nebraska football. We obviously just got done with Big Ten Media Days, um, and you and Zach Carpenter, our publisher, were out there in Indy for that. Um, I would, to quickly summarize on that, it was good to hear from from coach rule and the three players that were there none of them made any like substantial waves which i also think is, is check done on a uh, goal that they probably had um and we learned some stuff that's good but this is the recruiting blitz, so we're going to turn our attention to some of the things that happened with recruiting. And Matt Rule definitely kind of, he really went into something with when it comes to recruiting. Um, and I've got a website, or a website, I can't talk today, that's not good for doing a video. Um, <laughs> we I have an article up on our website, InsideNebraska.com, right now about how competition is kind of at the heart of everything that Nebraska football is doing right now. And recruiting and evaluation is just another form of that competition for Matt Rule. Um, and I'm going to read you a quote because I thought that this was really interesting um, from Matt Rule, and I know that's something really caught your eye too as well, Steve. So this is the quote that I had. He said, quote, we had kids come to our camps that ran 4.38, 4.42, broad jump 10.5 feet. I don't care who else offered them. If I can't coach a kid that runs that fast and jumps that high, then I can't coach. That's the fun part, finding those guys that are out there. So I want to throw it to you this way. What did you think when you heard that? Well, I, I, I started thinking of the names when he was like rattling off. If, if, if they can't run that fast and they can't, and they, and they can uh, jump that, if they can run that fast, jump that far, I can't, and I, you know, it's going to be on me if I can't coach him up. I immediately thought of guys like Rex Guthrie, uh, Braylon mm -hmm. Prude, Callum Barda, all these under recruited guys who this staff found and they, they feel like they can develop them. Th those are the, I mean, they think they have steals with these guys, with, with these low recruited guys. And, you know, that's that's what I thought, because all those guys that I just rattled off, they can run, they can move, but they just didn't have the offer list. But I don't think Matt Rule and this staff right now really cares about offer lists. They care about their own talent identification and they they believe in themselves that they can coach coach these guys up. So that's what I thought. Those names started popping up in my head when I heard it, that. It's it's funny, man. We've we, you and I have talked about this, I feel like on various podcasts probably, and I know we've talked about this kind of like on Slack or via text message, is that wouldn't it be really interesting to see if Nebraska had a staff that in this way operated like kind of Kirk Ferentz and his staff operates out at Iowa. The Wisconsin staffs have always been like this. In a way, PJ Fleck had been a Minnesota is like this too, um, where mm -hmm. these they know what they're looking for first and foremost. They know exactly what they want to get from football players, and so when they go out to look for high school recruits, they they can take these kind of projections and these guys that they think they see something in because they actually know what they're looking at, right? Um, yeah. 
Um, That's the key number one. But number two, and we just don't know this yet, and I have a suspicion how it's going to go because of the track record of the staff. But the second part of that is to be able to develop those players, right? Like that's the Mm -hmm. other thing is that we have joked before um, about like if if you had taken Iowa's recruiting classes and you gave those to Nebraska, Nebraska fans would lose their minds, first of all, on a yearly basis because those classes just aren't very highly rated. But if you take their team from the last couple of years and and flipped it, you'd be totally fine with that, right? Because you've got some dudes, plenty of dudes that are going to the NFL draft that are getting picked and more on the way. Um, I know your boy Cooper DeGene that is out there. Um, And so like you would be totally fine with that. That's where Nebraska has to get to, right? Where they're at that. But I will say this because people will yell at me while I'm making the comparison to Iowa and how they're kind of, they do their evaluation and development. I still think that Nebraska has a much higher ceiling when it comes to landing other types of big time players um, in the class as well. Like they're going to have a nice blend of that, I think, under rule based on the early kind of results that we've seen. Yeah. And that's a great point because, you know, as us with our job and following this thing, it's fun with the stories and to, it's fun to talk about, you know, them finding these diamonds in the rough, but it's also important to note that that rule is going to take some recruiting, big recruiting swings too to bring mm-hmm. in, um, you know, the best football players in general that they can bring in. They, they landed Carter Nelson. They got a Davon Hall, Ja'Cory Barney Jr. from Miami, mm-hmm. Preston Taumua, the offensive lineman. Those are highly rated guys. Um, Isaiah McMorris too. So it's not all going to be diamonds in the rough with Matt Ruin recruiting. They're also going to find those guys, but take big swings and land and try to land big, big fish too. So I think that's important to remember as well. Yeah. And also just on that note too, is that there are also going to be guys that are in the class um, that end up getting bumped. Um, We're doing our rivals rankings bumps here early August. And I I don't want to guarantee anything, but I think that you're going to see guys, I would say Danny Kalen, um, the quarterback out of Bell US is obviously going to get bumped. Um, Keewan Lacey, the running back out yeah. of Texas, is definitely in line for That's a bump as one. well. It's yeah. just tough with running back in Texas. Like that, that was I'm I'm curious on how that goes. Um, but I definitely think guys in there. <laughs> yes, there's just so many of those guys down there. Um, and then I but I would be curious after the season too. Carlon Jones, another Carlon guy Jones. that I think that we're just gonna we're gonna look back and go, Ooh, Gibson boy, Pyle, got, another one. Gibson, Gibson Pyle. That's a great call. Season. That's a great call um, with Gibson Powell. So that's four guys right there that yeah. were solid three stars when they mm-hmm. got them, but they're all four-star caliber players. Like the, yes. it would not surprise anyone if those guys are consensus four stars, but from every service by the time they end up getting or signing with Nebraska, right? Uh, in the early mm-hmm. signing period. So there's a real, was basically we said there's a real nice blend, right? Of uh, everything that's kind of going with this class, which is why I think that Matt Rule ultimately says he likes the work that they've done on the recruiting trail so far. And he said that at big to media days um and so i find that really interesting um but looking forward here they also have another a huge weekend going on uh right now as we yeah. record this uh nebraska's kind of having their uh kind of cookout event this weekend where they have, I think it's almost 30 guys um, that will be on campus between the 2024 and 2025 recruiting classes. Um, so I'll kick it off with you, Steve. There's plenty of guys here, but who are you kind of most looking forward to kind of seeing their reaction to the weekend? So three three guys. I got three names for you. Two of them yep. are from uh, Powerhouse West Side out in Omaha. So that is Caleb Benning, the defensive back, three-star defensive back, and then Christian Jones, a uh, four-star mm-hmm. linebacker, uh, both from Westside. So those are two two names that I'm really interested in. Obviously, Caleb Benning, a lot of people are wondering about him. He's uncommitted now. He's told us at Inside Nebraska that he wants to wait till after his senior season mm-hmm. um, to make a, a decision and, and commit, which is 
you know, unique. Uh, it's not quite common it's to different have that for this time, but this day and age. Yes. <laughs> yes. This day and age for sure. Um, and, uh, Christian Jones, I mean, what more can you say about that? You, you watch him play football. You look at those highlights, you look at the interest that he's already gained. That's a must get for Nebraska. That's a really good, um, uh, linebacker that's going to be playing major college football. It's going to be big for the Huskers to create a relationship with him and make sure that they get him and not let, let him leave the state. Because if Christian, somebody like Christian Jones leaves the state and ultimately does well elsewhere, that's just going to hurt Husker fans so much to have another one leave. Um, and then another one, uh, uh, 2025, kind of a hybrid wide receiver tight end out of Elkhorn North in Omaha is Chase Lofton. I'm really interested in Chase Lofton because he he's another one that kind of exploded this summer oh, yeah. on the camp scene where he was just showing really good things with route running, his frame. You could just look at him and project like, oh, wow, in three or four, uh, two, three, four years, he's going to like be a six foot five, 230, 240 pound body out there uh, just being an athlete and catching passes as kind of that hybrid uh, wide receiver tight end position that Marcus Satterfield um, really seems to, to recruit to and like so um chase lofton caleb benning and christian jones those are my three that i'm really interested in in kind of getting their reaction from the weekend yeah and in just another like thinking we were just talking about kind of guys that are going to be risers when rankings come out um christian jones spoiler alert will definitely be one of those guys <laughs> though he does not have all that much more room to go um <laughs> considering he's a top 100 uh level kind of recruit um we saw him kind of um down in atlanta for kind of our next gen series camp um our what used to be our five-star camp um down in georgia and he was our linebacker mvp um me and every other national guy that was down there was very impressed with him running around down there mm -hmm. expecting a huge season out of him for his junior year this year as well um is that you you can easily see the athleticism when he puts it all together on the football field um he's gonna be a scary linebacker prospect and i totally agree yeah. with everything you said um about him being a must get my guys mm -hmm. um that i'm looking for first and foremost grant bricks um the, the big uh offensive tackle prospect out of iowa uh he's the number one player in iowa he's a true offensive of tackle six foot six 290 pounds 295 pounds in a little bit of an interesting situation here now because he's taking uh coming back for an unofficial visit um he took his three official visits um to nebraska kansas state and oklahoma in june he's truly torn like everyone that I talked to, including him, um, he is very torn about this decision. He's not really like leaning one way or the other. Like he was hoping to make a decision by now um, and he just doesn't have one yet. Right. And so he decided to go back on the road into all three of those schools. He's taken an official visit to this week. Nebraska um, is getting the last unofficial visit. And then we're going to see if he has a decision. Um, I did find it interesting that Alabama, even though they offered him in June when he went down there for that visit, is not really, I don't think they're really in the mix. It is so weird to say that. Um, I just think that he wants to be in the region. And I think that he's got yeah. a guy written all over him to me that is either going to play in the Big Ten or I guess would be, this is like the SEC with Oklahoma, um, but still be close to home in Norman um, or, you know, in Manhattan. He fits in well with what Chris Kleiman has got going on out there. So he's he's first and foremost the guy that I'm most looking forward um, to seeing what he thinks and if he's any closer to a decision. Now, in the 2025 class, um, I'm super interested in the fact that Nebraska has Alex Mansky, the quarterback from Iowa, back on campus once again. I believe this has been the third visit that he's taken 
this summer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He came out for camp. I think he came out for one other one. um, And then now he'll be back for the cookout. And I think that he's now emerged as Nebraska's number one quarterback target for the 2025 class. I am very high on him. I've watched his tape a few times and talked to people in Iowa about him. I think that he's a really, really good prospect. He throws a good ball. He's he's an athletic player too. He can get out of the pocket and move too. I'm really impressed by him um, and see where, see if Nebraska continue to kind of, I, I don't know if they have the lead at this point, but if they can jump out ahead of all the other schools, because it's not slowing down for him. He just picked up an offer from Minnesota this week after going up and camping um, in Minneapolis. Um, he has an Iowa offer. There are other schools kind of in the mix there. Uh, also important note that in, on that one too is his teammate, Jack Limbaugh, who is a legacy player at Nebraska um, and a really close friend of Alex's. Um, he won't be here um, this weekend. He told me he's got a family trip. Uh, they're on vacation as family. But he said, Jack Limbaugh said that he wants to come back for several games in the fall. So expect to see him um, quite a bit. Yes, several. (laughs) It was his word, not mine. Um, So that's interesting to watch. Those two potentially being a package deal or coming together to Nebraska is interesting to see as well. Um, And then another name I'll give you, Andrew Marsh, wide receiver out of Texas, who actually was also at that next-gen camp um, down in Georgia that we saw Christian Jones at. um, And he was one of the top performers down there at wide receiver. And he's a big-body receiver out of Texas that I know Garrett McGuire really likes, and they've recruited him hard. Um, He'll be here for the cookout, and he's also going to stay over for Monday uh, for the first practice of the year as well. Um, So those are some guys that I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from. One question, and then we can move on, but let's go back to Bricks, uh, the big fish. So, you know, you said Nebraska is going to have the last visit. In your experiences covering recruiting, how important is it that a school gets the last visit out of I don't know, three or four um, that that Bricks has taken uh, recently. Yeah, it, it it varies from kids to ki- kid to kid, but in general, I would say that it's a very good thing. Um, mm-hmm. it, especially when you've got a situation where a kid is so torn, um, and he's kind of going back and forth, and you wanna this is this is really important too. And one thing that we we didn't mention, and it it matters in the Grant Brick situation, Nebraska, all of Nebraska's twenty twenty four commits um, from in state. And all of the 2025, both 2025, Caden Vermadsen and Tyson Terry will also be in town for this cookout as well. So having so many of those guys there, then you have Grant Bricks come in and other guys that are maybe close to to, um, pulling the trigger for Nebraska. When you're around everyone, right, and you start to feel, you're looking around and you're like, oh, I think that this is what it could be like for me here. And I could see myself hanging out with this guy, you know, and being around that guy. You know, I mean, like all of that camaraderie that can build on a weekend like that, that's coupled with the last visit. Is it that is a big deal? I think that that inside that could really help you um, in that case because that's one of the things that I think for Grant Bricks is going to be really important is making him feel comfortable um, and like this is a place that he can call home. And one of the things though that and I'll if I'm Nebraska I'll take my chances with this because one of the things that continues to happen uh, team wide but particularly on that offensive line with all of the recruits that we've talked to on the offensive line is they all feel that brotherhood with how tight oh, yeah. that offensive line unit is. And Donovan Rayola, what he's got going in that room, all of a sudden, I said this on the site, and it was met with mixed reactions, um, that it's the summer of Rayola. Um, yeah. He's had a he's really done a good, good job. summer. And if he, you can't if deny. He, no, you can't. If he lands yeah. Grant Briggs, mm-hmm. Okay, what are you gonna say? Like, what else yeah. could he have really done this summer, realistically? Um, and we'll see. They're right in the mix, and I think that they've got a really good shot to land him. But yeah, it's a big deal to get that that final visit. 
And how important is Danny Kalen going to be to somebody like Grant Bricks coming in and getting that last visit and being in the stadium and, and seeing everything? How how important is uh, Danny Kalen, the quote unquote recruiting coordinator here? Really important because I think that it's another whenever you have, you know, your quarterback um, yeah. is, is really leading the charge. And then you can, you know, it's not it's Danny is really important in that. But it's so interesting to me because the, a lot of those guys have really cool stories that they can tell a recruit like Grant Bricks. Right. So mm-hmm. Danny can say, hey, listen, I was committed somewhere else. This yes. staff kind of kept me close. I really still trusted them and then ended up, and now I can't believe that I would have made any other decision than be here, right? Like loosely, he could say something like that. Carter Nelson can say, hey, listen, yes, I'm from the state too, but I had every offer in the world. I could have gone anywhere to play my college football, but these guys is what, I trust these guys, and I think we're going to do something special here. The same Mm -hmm. with Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorris. You see, like as you start to layer that on and like really build on the excitement that's been going on here um, with this recruiting class and what's happening those are the things that can be really powerful once you stack those things up on top of each other yeah for sure um okay so greg uh, that, that was a cookout last question with a cookout if you're going to a cookout what are you bringing what's your top <laughs> what's your top um thing at a cookout to maybe eat or man. bring man if i'm okay so bringing and eating are two different things i know they um, are i am if we're doing like okay so and this is where it gets weird on what an actual cookout is versus a barbecue when i think cookout i still think that steak is available okay mm-hmm. if it's a barbecue i don't think steak is, is still going right so i think that steak um is something that would be my go-to to cook if we're doing a cookout if if, if you tell me though that someone's got some elite ribs um at their at their deal that's what that's what I'm going to right away but shout out to the red hot dog as well as a little as a little extra but the but the ribs is definitely where I would go all right i i am a big brat guy and okay. you will not see me like if you see me in a cookout setting i will have fruit salad if there's fruit salad okay. there it's there's going to be fruit on my plate all night long mark it down but i think we have one one last question uh for fall camp which starts monday yeah, absolutely. What I, I could not have had Steve Mark, our, our football guy, on and not asked him this question. With fall camp kicking off tomorrow, uh, we will have open practice and we'll have full coverage of that at Inside Nebraska. There'll be open practice that we'll get to view um, part of. Then they'll have their first practice. Then we'll have post-practice availability with Matt Rule and some selected players. So, Steve, what thing are you most looking forward to finding out about football-wise in this this year's fall camp, the first one under Rule? I'm super interested in the defense and just what it physically looks like. We can go yep. back and watch the Syracuse games from Tony White when he was there and learn a lot, which I feel like I did. Yep. And and we, uh, us at Inside Nebraska did when we watched the orange from last season. Um, but I'm really interested in. So, you know, when when fans look at three, three, five, they get so caught up with the numbers, right? The three, mm-hmm. three, the three defensive linemen, three linebackers. But what. I, I want fans to really understand that it's not just going to be three big bodies up there trying to stop like inside zone and and uh, power from a Minnesota offense or anything. Right, we'll find like out quickly. <laughs> yeah, we will yeah. find out quickly. Um, but, you know, it. W- what I'm really interested in is, you know, what the defensive fronts will look like, especially. It, it, at times, it's going to have three big bodies. At times, it's going to be a four-man front. At times, it's going to be a five-man front, six-man front. And how often and who specifically are going after the quarterback and who's dropping back in coverage. I think I'm really interested in how diverse that's going to look. And I want to ask Tony, Tony white, like, you know, lining up from, from play to play, just what, what's it going to look like depending on the call? Like, you know, are you going to have 
um, MJ Sherman rushing the passers. How often is he going to be dropping back in coverage? What kind of linebackers are going to be coming? Who's going to be dropping back? What, what safeties and the Rover from the back end, how often is he dropping down to the second level to create kind of like a three, four look even. So like I said, this, this defense, um, it hangs its hat on being versatile and being dynamic and doing different things in hopes of, um, confusing the offensive lines and, and having a lot of speed out there, uh, trusting speed above all else to kind of create disruption in the backfield. I'm really interested in the defensive front, what it looks like three man front four, five, six, I don't know. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun to follow along with, but I'm interested in seeing what what it looks like. I am very interested in that. I think that that will be to me I'm when we get to the first game against Minnesota um, on that Thursday night, like seeing the defense is what I'm most looking forward to seeing. Um, but what I'm most looking forward to kind of finding out throughout fall camp is about the running game, right? I, I, I feel yeah. like Nebraska, we've talked about this a lot that the Huskers have potentially a very good running back room right now um, with Anthony Grant, Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, um, see who else kind of pushes into that mix. And then uh, you can't mention the running game without saying, you know, Jeff, Sims will be a part of that equation. How big was remains to be seen, but just mm-hmm. the true like handoff to the running back running game and how that comes along throughout fall camp and what they're saying about that, what we see with that, um, who is, who's going to be the RB one? Like we, if, I, I feel like, it, I, I don't know if you disagree with this, The based on the talk, it feels like it's Gabe Irvin in a runaway. I, I personally don't think that that's wise. I think that you will need to bump the brakes on that a little bit and remember that Anthony Grant did look very good as a Big Ten running back until like he had a lot of wear on his tires late in the season and he was running behind kind of a suspect offensive line, um, put it nicely. And so I'm curious on kind of how that shakes out. You could probably, can you could convince me though that it would just be a one-two punch in whatever order. But yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that run game comes together. And then once we get into the games, how they're scheming up that run run game and the things that they do and what they can figure out to be kind of their bread and butter. I saw Matt Rule getting passionate about that counter drill um, <laughs> in practice, and you, you know they're going to run counter and, and hopefully run that well, um, the, the coaching mm-hmm. staff would say. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how the run game goes. Yeah, the running game is interesting. The the running back, how, how they kind of use them during the season. Are they going to want to save their legs for a full 12-game season? Is is it going to be Gabe Irvin 80% of the time? I don't know. I bet it's I bet it's a little bit of a um, running back by committee just because they want to. The coaches say that they want to, you know, save legs, rotate a ton of guys, play a ton of guys. Um, they said, I think they want to play like 22 guys on defense. We'll see if that actually. Yeah, they did true. say that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, well, yeah, I mean, running back is, is right up there. One of the really interesting things because yeah, Gabe Irvin, Matt rule seems to really love him. Some Gabe Irvin, oh, yeah. maybe Gabe Irvin's a guy who, who gets some touches in the first three quarters. And then once that fourth quarter hits, he's that battering Ram and that's quote battering Ram unquote from Matt rule in the fourth quarter, trying to get those 75 yard 75 rushing yards in the fourth quarter, like Matt rule kind of aims to do and, and put games and put teams away. So um, yeah, running back, very, 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 very important. Very, very interesting this year. Yeah, they, there's a lot to kind of pick from and there's a lot to be excited about. I know everybody's excited that the season is basically upon us as we've got fall camp starting. Um, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get these videos directly into your feed. Pop over to InsideNebraska.com. We'll have full coverage of kind of this cookout that's happening this weekend and the guys that are staying over uh, for practice on Monday. Plus, we'll have full coverage of the first open practice and post-practice availability on that site as well. We will catch you guys later.